0: coach jeffrey you ready to do this thing man hey let's get it let's run it KTTV, uh, giving you what you need uh, motivation education unleashed h time representing we forever keep it rolling join the conversation with inspirational stories thought provoking uh, feel that energy kendrick thomas aiming to lift the community true indeed uh, tune in come and see Ay, giving you what you need KTTV, tv let's go hey KTTV. Hey, hey. What to do KTV? this is KT and I am coming at you live with the second episode of Education Unleashed and on tonight's episode I have the principal, the award-winning podcast host, author and coach, Principal William, Coach Jeffrey. How you doing tonight Mr. Jeffrey?
1: Hey, man, thank you for getting all of my titles, Mr. Thomas. I sure appreciate
0: it. Hey, man, look, man, they always told me, give them the flowers while they living, man. So we're going to represent <laughs> everything tonight, brother.
1: <laughs> I appreciate it.
0: Yes, sir. So, man, before we jump into things, um, you know, it's crazy out here. So we got to do that wellness check, man. How have you been doing? Uh, And how have you been making it through this crazy time we've been leading in?
1: Well, man, uh, I first want to give honor to God and Jesus Christ, who's the head of my life. Um, I know that I can't make it without it and um, without him and his blessings that he's provided for me to be where I am. And, uh, one of the things that I like to keep in mind is that as, as hard as it is, as it has been that the Lord chose my life for this time. And so it's not an accident that I'm here and I'm supposed to be an overcomer. And so, that's the way I look at it. It's been rough, but it's supposed to be. And I'm supposed to be a subduer. I'm supposed to be a king. And I'm supposed to be a leader. And no matter what I'm doing, that's what I need to have my focus on and to glory God and whatever I do. So that's how I'm
0: going. Come on, man. I love it, bro. That, that is the way it should be, man. Um, it's always two ways to look at that struggle. You can mm-hmm. look at it as it's going to make me better on the other side. Are you looking at? It as, is they trying to make me quit? Hey, but we gonna keep it hold. We gonna keep it on the other side, and we gonna push through, brother man. I, I appreciate just that energy that that you give from that answer. Uh, so man, for those that don't know, all the titles I just put down, there, man, give us a little bit of background on you, uh and, and some of your work in education.
1: Okay, um, I'm going to try to make it real slick, real short. I started off in education on accident. Um, uh, it's not something that I wanted to do. Uh, I uh, was a uh, medical school student at Prairie University, wanted to go to pharmacy school, um, couldn't pass the test. Um, I Also, I'm a special education student. Uh, so. You know, I had a lot of reasons to fail. Uh, However, I stumbled up on teaching um, as I was working in um, as a pharmacy technician. I had already graduated from college. I was working at Bentob Hospital and they needed somebody to teach night classes to pharmacy technicians at a place called Remington College. That's where I started my teaching career. I taught there for two and a half, three years. And then I went, I love teaching so much that I decided that I would teach science at Jefferson Davis High School. I stayed there for about, i say, 11 years. Maybe it was nine. I don't know, somewhere between nine and 11 years. Had great mentorship, um, had great leaders, had great people to work with, molded me as a teacher. Um, From there, I was was also a basketball coach, a football coach. I loved it. I thought I was going to coach in the NBA. Um, I I was looking for – just opportunities to coaching, but I ended up being around great teachers. From there, I went to George Bush High School to work with the legendary Ronnie Courtney, who uh, just taught me everything I need to know as far as about being a leader. And then I was also growing in technology education at that particular time. I was also getting my feet wet, but I was actually really good at technology at Jeff Davis High School. And then I carried over to Fort Bend ISD. From there, I got promotions to be a digital learning specialist. And then from a digital learning specialist and for being they got rid of our jobs. And so um, that was a blessing in disguise because I ended up becoming a K-12 science coordinator for Lamar Consolidated. I did that for about two years and then I became an assistant principal Um, And as an assistant principal in Columbia, Brazoria ISD is where I'm currently at. I've been here for the last four years, and I'm currently the principal. Had great mentorship, have a great superintendent in Stephen Galloway, have a great assistant superintendent in Chris Miller. Um, All those people have mentored me. Uh, There's so many mentorship people mentored me that I can just name drop a whole
0: episode. Hey, that's it, man, but you always got to have them good leaders because uh, it's, it's uh, always good to listen to people, but, but if they can go and talk from experience and you can show me what you did to get there, then let's work. That's yeah. it, brother. Man, so um, thinking about the career, one thing you got to talk to me about was being the first black brother, K-12 science coordinator uh, in LCISD. How long ago was that? And how did that, how was it received?
1: That was about 2016, 2017. And I need to start where, first of all, I had an excellent mentor. See, you know, this is why I said, I said this earlier uh, when I, I wasn't being facetious that God has made, ordained this time for me to be in it because there are people there who had to be placed there in order for me to be successful. And one person in particular, his name is Dr. Michael Milstead. Dr. Michael Milstead took me underneath his wing because he was the first black principal at Lamar Consolidated um, High School. And so he had traversed some of the nature that I was traversing. But the good thing is, is that ultimately we found a common ground with people who wanted to work with children. Some people couldn't get over my skin color, you know, to this day. It's just, that's just what it is. Some people are not going to get over your skin color, but the common ground was that he wouldn't let me be negative about anything. Every experience that I was given to you, given to me um, any adversity that came and i wanted to go and i wanted to complain Um, dr michael milstead just opened my eyes to what leadership should be in that role and how you need to have a form of excellence when you're leading and so that was my my measuring stick he was encouraging to me. He would drop by my office and, and say little nuggets. He invited me to the Texas Southern um, University d- dinners and things that I just, just to watch him become uh, inducted into the Texas Southern Hall of Fame for education. Um, and some people didn't have a high opinion of him there, but to get inducted into the Texas Southern University Educational Hall of Fame, that's, that's, that's tremendous.
0: Gonna talk like that is
1: tremendous. yeah yeah so um that's the that's I had a great mentor in that particular case and there were other men that was there but the person who took the time to mentor me to talk to me to guide me through whatever disagreements or however I presented myself because another thing too is like when you are the only one you feel like sometimes you gotta wear your uh feelings on your shoulders and you have to go and show people it was uh, Dr. Milstead helped me to refine some of those characteristics that I yeah. thought that I needed to show.
0: Come on, man. That's it. Like you say, I um, I, I was fortunate enough uh, when I came into A-Leaf to work at one school uh, where I was able to be the teacher, but then also transition over into the AP uh, before mm-hmm. I uh, was transferred over this year. And so being able to be with my principal that long, uh, Man, like it, it changed my life. It changed my thought pattern It just changed everything Uh as far as the way I seen leadership. And so I'm so thankful as I go into a new building to have that skill set, man. But it, it, it took that learning. It took that tutelage. So big shouts out to you, man, for, for even getting there. So now I'm going to call you a pioneer. Uh We talk about a pioneer of ed tech. So that's, that's the way I, I was looking forward to framing this podcast conversation tonight uh, because that's where we're going, man. You know, you're thinking about that. You were doing one-to-one and fostering back then, but I'm knowing districts that are just now getting to one-to-one 10, 15 years later, you know? Yeah. So um, how did you feel as a... Cause I know during the pandemic you were leadership, but but as a former ed tech specialist, digital learning specialist, how did you feel seeing us go through that um, pandemic, man? Where now you like, uh huh? I've been telling y'all this all this time, and y'all didn't want to listen. How did you feel, man? Hey,
1: and- truth be told, if we just really talking about it, like I was using Google Docs when it was rightly. Okay. When Google Plus came out, I was on Google Buzz. And if we really just really want to be honest, if Google really be honest and they really look in their archives, they will see that I probably invented Google Classroom because I was on Google Buzz using it with my classroom. I helped them to, I used to Talk to people about Google Plus to get Google Plus. They weren't using it in the classrooms like they were. And when I started in 2005 at Jefferson Davis High School, our average family income at that particular time was twenty nine thousand dollars. I think our school at that time at that time was ninety five percent Hispanic, maybe three percent white uh and the rest african-american and so we had a lot of um reasons for technology not to flourish in that particular high school and i had a great mentoring principal jaime castaneda who came to my classroom one day and i said he said i got this guy coming in from mimeo and i want you to see how to use this mimeo when i come in your classroom you better be using it and so that's how i got inducted into using technology I would uh, learn to teach with the Mimeo thing. And then from there, I went and got all of the old computers and put them in my classroom. And then I started to use Google Buzz. And I, I would put stuff on Google Buzz. And my students would work in it. And at first, it wasn't really understood because I was a science teacher. And they'd be like, hey, man, what's going on? Why are you using all these computers in the classroom? Because it really looked like at that in those days that I was doing nothing. And so I was just understanding the blended learning model, understanding what SAMR was, and then really looking for resources to, to teach it. Because basically, I didn't have time to teach the class and then to turn around and grade the papers and so as a science teacher who was in a struggling school at that particular time to pass the tax test that's what i needed to do and it i saw great gains on my on my tax results and so that's how i continue to incorporate technology into my instruction
0: man that, that is it brother uh, like you say trial by fire yeah. And then the, the funny part is you say back in them days, like, man, what you doing? You you're not up in front of the, what are you doing? Back in the she day, we look at old school chalkboard instruction. What your transparency is, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And, and you know There's- a lot of yeah i used to talk to a lot of teachers when i was back in the day and one good friend of mine her name was Seema, who was my department chair and i used to say Seema, you working too hard you, you doing too much and she was like mr jeffrey you ain't working hard enough and we used to have just good fun and i had great mentoring teachers who just showed me the ways. And I also had people who supported my ideas. Um, there was a technology guy, his name was Warner Marsh that was there. And he made sure I had every old computer I could fit in my classroom. And I probably had, it looks like a computer lab in a science classroom. And that's how my classroom was in 2006
0: and 2007. Yeah, man, but you look at it now and you know everybody's catching up, but you're seeing how important it is, man, to be able to get that outside knowledge. You know, let's step outside of that textbook and, and go a few places, man. So back in the day, pushing them forward. Now, fast forward to the 10-game for it being uh, digital learning Uh I, I know you said that they got rid of the role. Man, so, but, but when you think about that role and, and, and where we are today, how has that role evolved as in, let's say, the assistance that you get from someone in that role in your district?
1: So let me give you, let me go back to some more people. So when I got the role of digital learning specialist, I thought I was hot stuff coming from HISD. Can't nobody afford being mess with me. I already know what's happening. I got into a role with 24 more amazing educators than were more amazing than me. And that's when I realized that, whoa, whoa, whoa I ain't as good as I think I am. And so my boss, her name was Dr. Allegra McGrew. And Dr. Allegra McGrew, her job at that particular time was to mold us into being the best. And, and so what they did was that whole department, we had uh hot, we had a uh, secondary specialist and elementary specialist, and I got put on the elementary specialist team. And when I'm telling you people were writing books, People were uh, writing books about podcasts. People were doing augmented reality, virtual reality. And I'm talking about this is uh, 2014, 2013, when that stuff wasn't even popular. Uh, Robotics, competitions. So all of my coworkers had amazing capabilities and I'm in there just trying to see if I can stay afloat with those people and just trying to see what I can learn. In the meantime, I'm still being refined and to being a leader and to supporting, because that's how I learned what support was. How do you actually support? How do you bring on a reluctant teacher? who does not want to incorporate technology? Um, what are the, some of the coaching aspects of what is um, um, mentor coaching? How does that process work? Um, how do you support a principal? How do you support struggling teachers? How do you support a teacher that's high flying? And so, you know, those are the things that I learned in that role as a digital learning specialist. Uh, one of the best times I ever had as a teacher or support staff, I still keep up with almost everybody today in that group. This is how amazing yep. they were. And our nickname was team. Awesome.
0: Mm. So now do you teach, do you give your, your, your tech specials a few pointers in the game?
1: Well, you know, I've, I've learned to not yeah. go in trying to give people pointers. Uh, I think that, you know, I currently, my as a role as a principal, I don't want to turn off the ability for somebody to grow. Yeah. So now my role is a little bit different. So now my role is is definitely that of support. And even with even in that support role, is to give you more and give you more. What Jaime did to me, so Jaime Castaneda, he saw whatever talent he saw, and then he gave me the support that I needed and gave me the opportunity. Sometimes if you go in as a principal and you give people knowledge before you give them support and opportunity, they don't trust you.
0: I agree. I agree, brother. Uh, look, I've told you, I'm new school this year, man. Uh, it's all, <laughs> hey, look, man, and, and it's all really about that, man. Like I told uh, one of my teachers the other day, I said, we can get this thing together as a team. We could put in our support. You know, at the end of the day, I do believe that I make those decisions, but I say I don't do them alone, you know, so, and that's the way it got to be, coming especially to that new school. But yeah, man, I, I love it, dude. So now, how does that Let's say for me, when you go onto a campus, you almost can tell what the principal values by what you see the most. You know, yeah. so if I see a lot of tech in that that class, I know that's where that principal is putting that budget. As yeah. you lead your school, um, I know that that's for you on the forefront, but thinking about our leadership counterparts, kind of do you have any that you had to kind of get on the bus to kind of show them uh the benefits of moving toward a digital
1: school well let me just start off with every school has its own personality mm-hmm. and i am i am actually really lucky to be in a community where people Um, Really care about the school. They care about the kids. And when teachers come to my school, they've been there for years. So it's one thing for me to come in and try to change things. It's another thing for me to come in and try to learn the culture and then try to grow teachers in whatever way. Um, in order to showcase their talents. Yes, sir. Um, and I have about five teachers that I'm thinking of currently right now who I went to this year. And if they watch this, they'll know I told them. I said, this year, you will present at a national conference that this is where you need to be in this level. And the thing is, is that you got to just really understand where your teachers are. So I think, um, although technology integration is important in the lesson cycle to me, What's even more important is student achievement. And so the issue is I wanna make sure that our teachers are supporting student achievement, not only in our school, but becoming a leader in student achievement in the state of Texas and then nationally. I think that is a better use of technology integration because that it it serves two purposes. It serves for the teacher who has capped out at the school level, who has some ideas, who probably aren't able to share the ideas or who who uh, is maybe um, not growing the way they should and who can help other people grow. So that's my mindset as far as um, bringing education into my school, because I've actually been the head principal since January. Mm -hmm. And so I'm still on that learning tour. I don't want to go in and change too much. Um, However, but I do recognize we have a bunch of talent and a bunch of opportunities.
0: Mm man january
1: january
0: yeah how how was it um so position man how did you catch it in january man
1: yeah, so I had a another great. I gotta tell you another great story. A name drop, my good, my man Scott Moody was the principal of the high school, and he just said that he was tired. And you know, after the pandemic, we had a lot of stuff happen. We had a flood that happened in our high school that broke up our uh, our uh, our floor and messed up a building we was in. So we had a flood, we had the pandemic, we had all kind of stuff going on. And coming out of that, uh, the principal who was there, he was like, man, listen, I've, I've, been, I've been going to school since I was five years old and I'm, I'm 65 and I'm tired. So he said he was tired, it was time for him to go. And so he was like, I'm going to prepare you to take it over. And I I guess I had an interim job. I guess that was my interview for it. Uh, Mm -hmm. the, the, the school board and the superintendent sat me down and the superintendent told me what he needed. And, um, you know, I'm still trying to fulfill what the superintendent wants me to do. That's a whole nother thing, you know. So, um, you know, but I'm lucky. I'm lucky. My superintendent cares about my well-being. He cares about my family. He cares about um, students. And, you know, I'm lucky to be in a situation like that. And I, I have support. And so that's why I'm, I am where I am is because I they they support me. You know, I I got I'm I'm still very lucky, man, because I I could be somewhere else where I'm not supported at all, you know, Mm. and so I think that's a very important step, especially for a brother when you and I hate to go there. But let me tell you, if you are a person of color, a young uh, African-American male, when you are looking to take over a school, you need to pay attention to your support. That is huge.
0: Mm. And, and and as you came into that role, um, I guess what is one of the, the biggest lessons you've learned in transitioning? When you you said, "Man, as an AP, yeah, man, if I get the job such and such, this you get there, you like, oh man, I can't do that." What was that? hey?
1: Hey, I'm gonna tell you, you're not even ready. And this <laughs> and you know and and I remember talking to Dr. Michael Milstead. He said, "Will." being a principal is just different from being the AP. It's, not, it's nothing you can prepare for. You may, as a principal, you may see something one time that you'll never see again. And sometimes you're you're wrong if you're right and you're right if you're wrong. And so that's the thing about being a principal is you cannot be shy about making decisions, but sometimes your decisions are going to keep you up at night. And sometimes the decision that you don't make will keep you up at night. And so that's the part about being a principal is it is not an easy role. It is not. And it's not for the faint of heart. And, you know, I see why principals last. (laughs) <laughs> in certain areas I mean yeah. specifically I just had a talk with with my uh superintendent about communication I mean communication is huge you you would be surprised at what you can say as a principal that you that as a as a AP it's totally it takes a totally different meaning and yeah. so you just got to be just very aware just Man. just very aware
0: that's it that's in that limelight. Look, look oh, yeah. well, man, look, man. It sound like they got the right man for the job. I'll
1: take you that much. Right? Oh man, thank you very much, man. It's a blessing. It's a blessing that I'm here, man. I mean, I was the knucklehead of this teacher you ever met in your life, man, dude. I, I, I ain't nothing to brag on. I'm telling you, I probably should have been fired three times. So, uh, and I, I was lucky to have good students and good coworkers yeah. who, who work with me.
0: Mm-hmm. And outside of the education, I know you got the podcast, um, which, which man, just the title. I know you got two going, but the one, I want to speak to the principal. Yeah. Look, man, how did that come about, um, and what were some of the topics that you covered on that?
1: Oh man. So that one is the one that I put on hold and I was going to revive it because it was with my mentor, Dr. Michael Milstead. And so that is what launched the podcasting journey for me because he would have, we would have such great conversations that I said, Hey man, listen, we need to record these conversations because what you're saying is just deep for everybody. And so he was like, Oh yeah, I got some friends and we can call our friends. And so we had stuff on, um, you know, just starting school was one podcast, how to start a school. Uh, another one was, um, special education as a principal and just different topics that you would want to speak to the principal about. And I've thought about reviving that podcast but i don't want to do it without my dude man because we yeah. had so much fun um just recording that and and uh you know and i, I was like hey man we're gonna get back on it but then he got real busy again yeah. and yeah. Uh, so my my homeboy dr michael milstead he is like like i said he's in the texas southern hall of fame he works in lamar as a truancy officer uh he just is doing he's sitting on the board opening up uh, uh charter schools across Houston in low income neighborhoods. Like Dr. Millstead is is just he 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 is the pinnacle in my opinion. And so what he does is he just does things that a mentor would do. You know, so I'm really kind of waiting for him to slow down because he has just great ideas. He reminds you of Barudi Khalifi. He he's one of those Dr. Khalifi he he is on that level of just, you know, man, just just, yeah, excellent. just want to hear him think. yeah, 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 he's yeah, but at, so the, he was... at the
0: same time, just down to earth, brothers, yeah, yeah. just down to earth,
1: sit down, yeah. talk to you, barbecue, talk trash, and then yeah. hit you in the head with the knowledge,
0: <laughs> hit you <laughs> in the head, right, right back, man. And then, um, on top of that one, uh, Flipboard edu, which once again, I appreciate you, uh, yeah, but get yeah. me in yeah. there, man. You know, you think about platforms that you don't know about, so I, I appreciate that. Uh, invitation, man, to put me in there. But talk to me about the success that you had through that uh, platform.
1: Well, thank you. Um, so your episode was going to be coming out soon. Uh, just want to let you know we just got a lot of info on this.
0: That's good, man. Get them in the hole. <laughs> Yeah.
1: So I put you in there. First of all, Flipboard is on a hundred million devices. That's the first thing. And it has it is a company that takes news and aggregates it and puts it into a usable format where you can flip through. I was lucky enough Uh, And when I was in Fort Bend to be using it in the classroom and they did an article on me in about 2015 about um, making magazines. I think it was a new part. And they saw um, some of my students would be commenting. I used to make my students comment from using that tool in the classroom. And from there, it just blossomed. I'm very blessed. Here's another name drop some more people. I want to name drop Crystal Vanderboom who is instrumental in getting this podcast going and keeping it running for as long as it did over the pandemic i want to shout out um marcy McHugh, who um who is crystal's boss who works with it. mia Quadrilo, who originally interviewed me um for the uh, original article but has worked alongside and i kept in touch with her on flipboard she and so it's just an amazing group of people who at flipboard who i guess i guess i could say i fell in love with them just so as nice and as warm as they can be and they allowed me to share my message and um, after the or right at the start of the pandemic um, i came to them and i said i was looking for educational resources and i couldn't find them and i would like to put together a podcast and just do it and they literally said yes and i was like i want to use your logo and i want to yeah. use your color and and um, and it was like great, and I don't get paid to do it. It's yeah. I do it for free, and they post it for free, and they retweet, tweet, and I say something to them on Twitter, and they say say something back. It's just an, there are an amazing company. It's an amazing app, and I love you know sharing my podcast through there and writing blogs with them.
0: Yeah, yeah, nice work, man. I'm telling you. Um, just being able to kind of get there and just set up the uh the podcast but just like you say so awesome that you can go through it and uh but you've been with them for a while man that's some longevity you say 15 you was a user
1: yeah yeah 2015 i was a user yeah. before 2015 I, I i can't remember when i started using them i mm-hmm. want to I want to say 2010 because it looked good on an iPad is what happened. Whenever I first saw it, maybe it was 2011, maybe it was 2012. I don't remember, but I, I can tell you that it looked beautiful on the iPad. And about 2015, I got, they did an article on me and then from there, I mean, I've always used it since then. Like, and I, I make recipes, I made magazines I share a magazine. and share my magazine. My first magazine, major one was Coach Jeffrey Teaching with Technology. And then I had the Flipboard EDU podcast magazine that I put yeah. my episodes in. And then I have another one that I invited you to, which is the Innovative Educators, which yeah. um, we're just trying to get that off the ground because we really want that to be an interactive um platform and, and and flipboard is such an amazing tool man it's it's built around interest when, when educators really dive in and, and really use it you don't want to use nothing else it, it connects to everything
0: yeah. it's great man that's it brother I, I, like i say I, I came to you man to get into all this tech man whether we talking to classroom teachers we talking to leaders Man, we talking to podcasters that do education, man. We, we, You're going to put us in the game, Coach Jeffrey. So, man, now um, what's next for you, man? What what are the goals for this year that you want to hit uh, as a new administrator in the building?
1: Well, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, I want to stay married. That's, that's the first thing I want to do. I want to stay married, and I want to be a father to my kids, you know, I think that a lot of times, I, just recently, what I'm noticing is, is that um, you know, life is short. There's a the um the, one of my favorite comedians just really just passed away. I hate to go here, but I'm just saying, like, and, and you look at the legacy that you leave behind. So, number one, the first thing that I want to do is I just want to have, I want my family to be proud that I I cared enough for them to try to live a lifestyle where I could be an upstanding person or or, or as upstanding as I could be. How about that? <laughs> From I, there, former
0: football coaching, man. We try to do what we can do. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. From there, man, you know, I really want to see my podcast and my school take off. Currently, professionally, I think another priority for me, I have three. I want to be a leader of an A campus. Right now, we're currently a B campus, according to the um, Texas Education Agency. And I want to see us get to a an A rating where we were a C rating last year we're a b rating this year and i would like to see us be an a rating this next year i have some great teachers that i work with on a daily basis great office staff who i work with on a daily basis those people keep me motivated and keep me going and then on top of that their children that we lead in that community of west columbia uh, columbia brazoria isd those are great those are great kids you know um every school has their unique um, climate, but I love our kids. They're respectful. They're good people, man, you know, and I want that for them. I want them to have, um, whatever they're going to get out of the metaverse. I want my kids to be the ones to be leading that charge. So that's, that's, that's the goal. I want my community to lead the charge into the future and be good, upstanding people. And then last but not least, I want podcast to just be, um, the new Joe Rogan.
0: Come on, man. That's it, man. That is it. Uh, education, man. It'll be some crazy conversation. That's why I was like, see, right now, this is uh the episode, second episode, but before I get over with, that Unleashed is going to really, really mean something here, man. You got to get that yeah. thing out. Man, that's that's good, brother. Uh, just, just being able to get more into the game. Congratulations uh, on your principal ship. I, I know it was crazy from January to May, man yeah how did you survive that man like man, January I, to May was real
1: January to May was real um again, I had a lot of support. I had the connections that I had every old boss that I had I talked to. Jaime hit me up out the blue. The first principal I had at Jeff Davis High School, Dr. Allegra McGrew hit me up. Um, Dr. Yvette Blake from um, Fort Bend hit me up, just gave me encouraging words. Uh, uh, Oh my God, Uh, Dr. Michael Milstead called me up, gave me encouraging words. My homeboy, Jeremy Sanders, who is now the principal at Hearn High School, he would hit me up, give me encouraging words. Yeah, yeah. My principal who left who left the thing would weekly give me encouraging words. The superintendent would give me encouraging words. The assistant superintendent, encouraging words. I'll give you a prime example. It was it was I had never done I had never officiated graduation, which is a blessing because if you think about a special ed kid growing up and now has to officiate graduation. I can remember something going wrong and I turned around and I looked at the assistant superintendent and out of respect, you know, what he said to me, he said, hey, man, I got it. I'm here to help you. And that right there meant so much to me, man, because I I didn't know what to do. You know, I didn't know what to do to fix this situation. I'm on stage. I got something happening over here. And then he said, what do you need? I got you. I'm here to help you. And, hey, man, I mean, I'm set up. I'm that's set up. It's, it. it's really a cheat code. I don't Come even, on, you know, is, he's <laughs> not, he he is not a black, this is not a black person. This is yeah. just a white man who didn't know me from Adam before I took the job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's just, I'm I'm lucky to be with people who care about people, man. So oh, man. that's where I'm at.
0: That's it, brother, man. Well, how can we find you how can we find more about the podcast? Let's let's blow this thing up.
1: Yeah, yeah. So my podcast is found on every podcasting station there is. Um, just Flipboard Edu Podcast. I think um, the I want to speak to the principal. Podcast is on just about everyone. It should be TikTok, Facebook. Um, you, you name it. I know the Flipboard EDU podcast is also found on Flipboard.com in backslash educators, and you can find all kind of articles there. Your article will be there pretty soon so people can get more about the Education Unleashed podcast. So hey. I can't wait to share that too.
0: Man, that's it, man. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, any final words uh, for our, our aspiring leaders uh, yeah. or either of either them teachers who, who need to get into that tech
1: and in your old role. you know if you're still teaching right now if you're still a teacher right now you're doing it for kids you understand that the lives of children has fundamentally changed since the pandemic and although you want them to be at their best they can't be there if you're not at yours and you also got to remember that People can't be what they cannot see. And I'll leave you with a quick story. There's a story in the Bible where um, I think it's Joseph was going to go marry Rachel, but he couldn't get her. And so his her dad made him work longer for her than what he did. And in the meantime, he his dad, her dad knew, which I think is Laban was her dad. He decided that he wanted him to tend sheep. And so he told him all the spotted sheep you can have, but all the non-spotted sheep, I can have. So Joseph drew spots, and when the sheep would come and drink water, their children produced spots, and he was able to get all of those. And then label said hey man something ain't right okay because now you have more spotted sheep than regular sheep so we're going to flip it up on you so i you can mm. now have all of the white sheep and then i will take all the spotted sheep from now on so he drew on his board clear something clear put it there so when the sheep came to drink water they saw it then they stopped producing children that were spotted they all became white so and that story told me that you can't be what you cannot see. Yeah. And so our students need that. As educators, you need that. And if you focus on that, I am guarantee you, you will see changes. And no matter how the game is flipped, as long as you know that people can't be what they cannot see, then you'll be ahead.
0: Mic drop. <laughs> That's it, brother. Look, man, I, I just want to say thank you for, for the time today. Thank you for the knowledge. Um... I wish you all the best of luck, man, as you get into that journey uh, for the new school year, man. it's and, and the good part is you've already taken the school and, and, and been a part of that first A in the school. So I know it, it's nothing to you to get back to that to that type of status, man. So, yeah, man. hey, man, I'm looking forward to hearing, hearing the steps you took to get to that A when you get there, brother.
1: Yeah, and I won't I won't get there by myself. It will it'll be a team right? effort. It will yes, be a sir. team effort. It'll be a 10 it, minute It's already, it was, and it was meant to be. It was already put in the books before I got here. I, got, I ain't going to be able to take no credit whatsoever. That's that's all in the hands of the good Lord, sir.
0: Hey, man. That's it. We are not in control.
1: Yeah, not at all. That's
0: it, man. Well, I sure appreciate you, brother. And we'll be looking forward to uh, checking out the podcast and uh, looking forward to just, hey, learning more about you, Coach Jeffrey. So thank you.
1: Hey, Mr. Thomas, I appreciate you having me on, man. Um, anything I can do for you, my brother, i love to kick it with you. Let's figure out how we can present at Insty together or may, uh, maybe get your podcast in there. And You know, that would be a fun time for us to get together.
0: That's it, brother. All right, y'all. Y'all heard All it here. Right. Yeah. So when we get ready to make that happen, y'all will know first. All right, this is KT for KT TV signing out. 100. This is Darnell with Broadcast Houston. This is Dr. Tamara Beckford. Hey, this is Candace. This is London Underwood. This is Kirsten Bass with Inner City Greens, and you're watching. Y'all are now tuned in to KTTV. 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 KTTV.